0: A lot of people in society today feel lost, lonely, alienated, without purpose, anxiety, fear. And when you connect and I guess realize that all that is around us is not all that is, and that actually there's a unity and a connection between all all people and all souls, you feel somewhat, or at least I feel somewhat more uh, at peace with things. Welcome to the Mindful Paths podcast with Nick Day and Harry Kalimnios, where we explore the fascinating worlds of mindset, mindfulness, fitness, well-being, vitality, leadership and personal development.
1: Our goal is to provide you with the insights to help you live a more fulfilling, happier and healthier life.
0: If you're striving to be a better parent, friend, leader, colleague or boss, or if you simply want to be more mindful and aware of the world around you, then this Mindful Paths podcast is for you. We
1: invite you all to eavesdrop on our conversations and we challenge you to discover a new insight to help you on your own journey towards personal growth and positive change. So sit back, relax, and let's begin our journey together
0: on the Mindful Paths podcast.
1: Harry, how are we doing, mate? Stateside, how's your holiday going?
0: Yeah, it's really good. I had a massive line just now, actually, so I woke up at like 10, I think it was. What time Uh, is it?
1: What time is it you're Now now
0: it's 11.47. So, okay. um, yeah, so I think we're six hours behind you. But the thing is, I just came from Vegas like three days ago. So my body clock was two hours behind anyway. And, um, on Saturday morning, so I arrived Friday night and then Saturday morning, um, we had to wake up at six, which is four o'clock in my body clock time, because, uh, one of the boys I'm staying with my, uh, best mate from, from school really. And he's got two sons and one of them was playing football at seven 30 so we got up at like 6, which was like 4 a.m. And we didn't go to bed till probably 1 because, you know, you know, I just arrived and chatting and everything. And then when we got up and got ready, suddenly realized the game wasn't till 11. It wasn't at 7.30. So we'd got up ridiculously early for nothing. And so my body clock was out of whack. And then Saturday night, he and I went out for some drinks. Um, yesterday was reasonably chilled. We just went for a swim in their local pool. Uh, but I just needed some rest last night. And um, And so they've yeah. all gone out yeah so where
1: have you, been? Myself. you flew to vegas last i heard yeah, you so in I, vegas and then yes yeah, so i, I know flew to vegas and, yeah
0: no so i flew to vegas i spent five nights there but not doing the vegas thing i was with uh, a friend of mine from you know Mind valley university that we've spoken about before um so a friend of mine cynthia she lives in vegas and i hadn't seen her this year because she didn't come to Mind valley this year but i've known her for the last few Mind valleys and so i stayed with her for five days and then i indecisive about what i was going to do and i thought i'll come to austin texas and originally i was going to drive but it was going to be like a four four day drive and then i wasn't going to do justice to the stops on the way so in the end what i did is i drove to a place close to vegas called sedona and when i say close to vegas i mean a five-hour drive Um, so Mm -hmm. i drove i I hired a car drove myself to vegas uh, to, to a place called sedona which is about five hours away. Got there Sunday night, spent four nights there. And now Sedona is amazing, actually. I think you might quite like it. It's a very, uh, I guess, spiritual place. There's lots of, like, kind of, like, different kinds of hikes and trails that you can do. And there's lots of these things called vortexes, which is where apparently the energy of the earth enters and leaves, and there's different frequencies on on the earth or something. Um, So it's quite a spiritual place. Uh, Lots of people go there for, like, you know meditation retreats and you know auras and psychics and actually interestingly enough um i went on a ufo hi- uh hunt uh, as it were oh, that sounds good cool. uh, did yeah, you see a ufo so i saw lots actually um but what they were who, know, who knows so basically this woman um she's been in the game for like 40 years 40 years um She's got many stories, which I, I don't don't think we'll make it the subject of this call. But she has like these night vision goggles, like four thousand dollar army grade night vision goggles, plus twenty mile laser pointers. So there's five of us out there in in at night, about seven, uh, probably about eight o'clock at night, and we're there for about an hour and a half. And she guarantees you see UFOs or your money back. <laughs> and she identifies like you know, you know why it won't be a plane because the planes always have a flashing tail light. Um, and uh why, whether it's satellites or not because like it has got like a satellite tracker. Well, i think i mean you saw tons of stuff you saw tons of stuff in the sky and everyone um who is in this area like sees loads of ufos apparently um but the thing is what, the, the the things i was seeing they were generally moving in straight lines uh different directions so i still think that they could have been satellites however what i did see earlier on in the evening like in the first half an hour um, and I'm not sure if it was just because you know maybe my contacts were a little bit blurry or something but then nothing else was blurry that night is I did see two objects like with lights and they were more triangular and they had like three lights in a triangle and they were close together um so that was interesting yeah. and also you see UFO you see lights and they and if they know that you're there if you like shine the pointer towards them they they they, they illuminated up and down like like they kind of like signal to you um which a satellite wouldn't do um and they rested on the mountain as well so
1: that's cool yeah. man i'd I'd be intrigued by that stuff i i for me ufos have got to exist right there's got to be are
0: they are They definitely definitely there's got
1: to be other yeah. stuff out there right infinite possibilities I mean, all the... and all that however yeah. I, I can't also dispel the idea that she's got a couple of kids somewhere on on you know who knows this is happening and she's rigged something up and
0: no uh, no no definitely not yeah. no that was that, you know, that not no that that wouldn't have been the case i mean but anyway, so so, so so I did Sedona for a bit, and then I went back to Vegas for a night, and then I flew to Austin. Now I'm in Austin, okay. Texas. So
1: you're in you're in you're in Austin now.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm intrigued.
1: Um, so we've just opened up an office in Austin, yet yeah, I've not actually been out there, and oh, that's officially oh, what we've launched. It's literally Austin. Oh, really? I've got the address. Here. We've launched in uh, Austin and Tampa. We've opened offices in the US. Yeah, I haven't been I out to them. So uh, yeah, oh, you I know people our... in
0: Tampa as well. Actually, so um, well, there you go. Be cool. Yeah, next I can, time I can, I'll come can... out
1: with you and. Uh, mix mix mix.
0: when you come out to austin yeah either i'll come out or i'll 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 introduce you to the people i know in austin and texas as well well talking
1: of work and pleasure i know you're a big fan of our social connections so uh cynthia is hmm. that a is that a friend is that
0: a she's a friend she's like what i would call my um work wife um okay so like i I, she didn't come to mind valley this year but i met her 2019 but we didn't properly connect connect we did a little bit then via facebook and everything and then we properly connected last year a lot of people thought we were together because of you know like our interactions and stuff but we weren't we were just you know you know you got like a friend who's like a member of the opposite sex that you just you know really get on with and there's just that kind of stuff so i just call her kind of my work wife but we you know we have a really good connection um so and i hadn't seen her and i needed to use up some air miles wanted to go away for a few weeks and so i thought i literally okay. gave her like two days notice and i said do you fancy a house guest and this uh, is this is, is very unlike
1: enough. the uh, the the procrastination procrastinating
0: no, no, Harry I that pro- I know, Harry. This is I very good. I was procrastinating, like to get to that decision. I was procrastinating. I was getting a bit <laughs> annoyed and stressed. I was thinking, do I go to Bali? Do I go to Thailand? Do I go to this? Uh, I don't think I'd even. I know I had booked it when when I saw you, but like I'd only booked it the day before, and it took a long time to get to that decision. Um, and uh, then once you make the decision and the same thing when it came to like coming to Austin, I was like, do I go to Columbia? Do I go to Montreal? Uh, do I go to Toronto? Do I go to New York? Because my ticket was out from New York, but I've had to change it to to leave from Austin well, now.
1: A lesser level of, uh, well, I, know you what, I put myself out of my comfort zone this weekend as well. So I okay. you know what I've been up to because I haven't spoken
0: for Yeah, a bit. go for it.
1: Um, decided that with all you know we've reported on triathlon on races and everything else and basically i'm a terrible swimmer and i need to try and get my swim times down if i ever want to be really competitive i had a couple of top 10 finishes as you know but i want, want to improve so i thought right i don't like swimming but i want to get better at it so i found a fantastic uh swim coach and I haven't, she hasn't given me any lessons yet but she runs a, a class on a wednesday here in exmouth and i thought you know what i'll go along put myself out of my comfort zone went to that mm. hadn't swam in that kind of you know crowded pool uh drill type session in years. Anyway, that was that was great. That coming back in the thing. And I got a message uh, late on Friday, I think it was yeah, late Friday, um, just saying, um, hey Nick, we're going to do a sea swim. Bear in mind all my water fears. You know, I get fearful mm. in the water anyway, particularly open water. Uh she's like, we're doing a sea swim from Beer to Branscombe. So it's just over three kilometers swim in the sea. Mm. Uh are you in? And I was like, oh okay uh, i decided when i spoke to my wife lucy is like do i do this like i haven't swam over two kilometers for well since i ironman estonia so two years ago uh i have i hate being in the sea don't like open water anyway jellyfish tie, all that kind of stuff and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it and i, I was then anxious for the next 12 hours literally just concerned what have i saw myself up for everyone's going to be really good swimmers i'm going to you know 3K is a long way to go. Don't want to be the person that ruins the swim because I have to be rescued or whatever. Loved it. Turned up, it was brilliant. No issue with the swimming. 3.25K banked, all the way from Beer to Branscombe, Round beautiful coastline, lovely water, great group, really supportive. And um, yeah, it's given me a bit of newfound confidence for the open well, water. It was great.
0: Yeah, I mean, well done. I've never, I've never swum that far. I think the last open water swim I did was 2006. When I did the uh, Olympic triathlon in um, the docks in uh, Excel, so uh, are, you, are you quite close to the the shore, or is it like far away from the yeah, shore? Yeah, yeah. You following the shoreline,
1: twenty five to fifty meters out.
0: So that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, so, you're out.
1: You're in trouble if you if you got no one around you and you get a cramp and you can't make it. Back. right. And it's cliff as yeah. well, so it isn't really. It's not really beach. Oh, you can't. Right. You
0: can't. Yeah, you can't really get get no, rescued there and stuff. Turn around. And swim Just got I get. Yeah, you go on your back and, and float, I guess, I I guess. And I mean, you, first you me, is
1: you're hyperventilating and you're a bit, I was a bit panicky going, well, get into the a wetsuit.
0: It's
1: fine. Yeah. I took a nope. seat,
0: yeah. 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 yeah and a pool, uh, so... Well, I mean, I, I mentioned to you before, I tried to go to the pool today. They've got this, um, so uh, I find America very weird if I'm honest, because it's, um, you, you know me, I like to move and walk and, and I live in London. So everything's like walking public transport, Uh, Vegas, I struggled, to be honest, because Cynthia lives a bit far away from the Strip, like 20 minute drive. But like everything is like behind gated developments. No one walks on the pavement really anywhere except for on the Strip. And even here in Texas, in Austin, Texas, where my friends are living, they basically had this old airport and they they knocked it all down and they put like, you know, Truman Show kind of houses. So it's it's very Truman Show-y. Um, but no one walks. But what they do have is um, they've got like community pools, which you can use um, for the residents of this basically, you know, town in, in a way. Um, so I walked there, which is when I was texting you earlier. And then it's it's closed. And I was like, why is this card not working? Because you've got to scan the card to get in. And then it's like closed on a Monday. <laughs> so that's why I just I just walked back and, uh, and said, okay, I can do the call. I I didn't realise, but um, but yeah, it's really nice. We went to the pool yesterday um and everything but i thought um in terms of like what we might talk about i know you were talking a little bit about oh should we talk about midlife crisis and and i thought maybe we could dovetail that in but um one of the things i know that i don't think you've done but i think it would be quite interesting to do uh to talk about um because the whole podcast is about i guess understanding ourselves a little bit better awareness yeah. um all of that is plant medicines. So um for people listening who are unfamiliar i guess plant medicines would be natural compounds that allow you some people might call them drugs but firstly and foremost they're not drugs okay well, home-
1: uh, homeopathy as well is that
0: no no not talking about homeopathy at all uh, okay. i'm talking i'm talking about drugs or oh, not drugs sorry uh plant medicines that alter your state of consciousness now you can alter okay. your state of consciousness through different things like even meditation uh breath work but so there's certain compounds, like lsd magic mushrooms um less so lsd because that is uh, a human derived yeah. compound um, although, although lsd also uh can help you see the world in a different way um but i would say yeah psilocybin, which is like magic mushrooms uh ayahuasca uh dmt so we can we can talk about a few of these because um I have experienced some of these in the past, starting probably about eight years ago, nine years ago.
1: We had, we had a really good chat about this. Um when I came to your birthday, right? It's um yeah, a lot a lot of people now are using some of these 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 plant products for to yeah. support
0: therapy, to support so, coaching. Absolutely. Support so you can do um unlocking that do,
1: subconscious.
0: Yeah, you can do suicidebin therapy. A friend of mine has been doing that. Uh, I don't think that involves being with a therapist. Sometimes it involves being with a therapist while you take i think they're doing this in imperial college london or imperial university london where they're doing therapy with either mdma That's right. um, yeah. or psilocybin so psilocybin is is more natural than mdma um but um so psilocybin is magic mushrooms um i have had those in the past i don't you have to be really mindful of the dose and and, and the thing is when you when you do these things it's really important to do it it's not a party drug. It's not. I don't think something to be done in that way. It's something to be done to explore your inner nature a little bit. And well, it's you're not. We're
1: not talking so about messy. it in that context, are we? That's not why. Well, we're not. But the... also,
0: some people think, oh, we're going to just do this and go out partying. It's not. It's not the right way of doing it. So we did. um So my first. So ayahuasca. We start with ayahuasca because that's something. Um, Again, I don't know a huge amount about these things, but ayahuasca, have you heard of ayahuasca before? I'm yeah. not sure if you have. Yeah, not.
1: I think I've probably heard of it through you because we had a good chat. About
0: yeah, it the other day. so ayahuasca yeah. is actually, it's like kind of a combination of two plants, but they're generally found in the Amazon. And in your, you, had it in Mexico, you, you tend to brew it into a tea. And I think it takes about three weeks to brew into a tea. And normally you experience the this as a ceremonial um, drink. Which helps you get into a different state of consciousness. So usually there's a shaman who's like a like a medicine man or a medicine woman or whatever, a, like a teacher in a way who has had years of experience dealing with these ceremonies. And the first experience I had was probably in 2015, and I I didn't go uh, to the Amazon; I did it somewhere else. But it's it was a three day ceremony. Now to get into the ceremony, you have to prepare your body. So it's like no meat, no dairy, no caffeine, um, no news, newspapers, anything like that. So you're sort of get, getting yourself into a ready state. Uh, for me, it was reasonably easy because I wasn't doing that stuff anyway. Then you have this tea, and this tea contains this thing called DMT, um, dimethylotrypto something or other. I can't remember the thing, but be- effectively it's also known as the spirit molecule. Now, DMT is in all living things, including humans, but it's most prevalent in humans at the point of birth and at the point of death so the brain produces a huge amount of dmt when you're born and then when you die and so that's why it's called the spirit molecule because people believe it's how you know the spirit enters the body and exits the body um now when you take dmt uh well when you have this ayahuasca you have different people have different experiences i won't go too much into the experience uh of others but i can only speak for my own but even then it's a little bit um, hard to explain, but I take this tea and the, the journey lasts for anywhere from four to eight hours, depending on how much you have, and you effectively kind of almost exit the body, I guess. And some people see different things, right? Some people just see colors. Some people just have a, an immense sense of connection and oneness with the universe. Other people go on trips and see angels and aliens and other beings and, and, and creatures and stuff. For me, because I'm quite in my head, I was, especially, so I did three nights in a row and most people had like two or three cups of tea. I ended up having like, I think six or seven on that first night mm-hmm. alone because they kept giving me more because I was holding on. I've got this sense of control, trust issues that, I, that I've that come up through things. And so I remember being there and rather than surrendering, I was trying to, I remember on the first night, trying to force my hand to move to a certain position. And I was like, so basically you drink the tea, you lie down, you have these eye masks and then you you end up with this like weird, almost psychedelic kind of um, imagery. But then, like I said, people have different experiences. I remember my experience that night being that I would touch my face. I was like hitting my, my forehead. And it was really funny because the way I can describe it is like it felt like I was a hollow shell and that my spirit was just within and without the body. It was like going all the way through. And the way I describe it is like, you know, Iron Man, the, the superhero Iron Man he tony stark is in the is in the body but he's not the suit right and so when he yeah. touches the suit and he knocks on it it's kind of hollow and he, and the sensors will say that you know you're touching but you're not actually touching yourself right you you know because the 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 person is in that and that's what it felt like it felt like i was wearing this iron man suit and that this is just this is just a, a weird shell and it was i remember laughing quite a lot and what was quite interesting is i heard voices uh, and kind of like some i guess spirits coming through to me and they were saying things like, you know, he's not ready, he's not he's not ready and stuff. And what was interesting was that this was in 2015, and these were the same voices that I heard two years earlier. So two years earlier in 2015, I did this thing called Vipassana meditation, which is like a 10-day silent meditation retreat. And you spend 12 hours a day meditating, you know, getting up at four in the morning. And after about day eight, you get to the point where you can really sense every atom in your body because you, you you do these you're, you're so sensitive to to the environment around you and literally yourself on a cellular level and you scan your body and as you scan as I, was, as I was scanning my body really rapidly on day eight I felt myself kind of elevating not physically off the ground but just like something elevating and as I was getting to that point I was getting to that point of hearing these kind of voices and spirits and stuff and and they were saying something similar you know he's not ready he's not you know he's not he's not ready or something and so that was quite interesting now how much of this is from the mind or not i don't know but lots of people have different experiences but they're all somewhat similar you know other people come out and they're in tears now what's interesting with ayahuasca is you can get see people who are addicted to heroin for 20 years they go down to the amazon they do an ayahuasca ceremony Uh, you know usually it's like maybe one night mine was three nights some people they do like a week and you do a lot of purging and by purging is a polite way of saying you throw up a lot and you shit a lot basically so you you purge from all all sides um and they will come out of those experiences and never be addicted to class a drugs again you know um it's really profound i
1: get well first let me lower the tone because i think popped into my head which is completely not appropriate but uh for the conversation the level you've gone but i have to ask it otherwise it'll be on my mind is what would uh uh, why is why should a scientist never tr- never trust atoms?
0: Ooh, why should a scientist never trust atoms? I don't know with this joke. Go for it.
1: Because they make up everything. Wait, <laughs> anyway, completely okay. unrelated. You mentioned atoms; the joke popped into my head, so that's quite. Know.
0: All right. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: But bringing it back into the back into the, to, the, to the realm of consciousness that we are here, right? So. Tell me, because I'm not quite sure where you're going with the conversation. I mean, with all, with all honesty, right? Interesting yeah. experiences. I'm always sceptical about these class A people, you know, whether it's happened or not. It might be one example. I think for me, like you can always create, no one ever seems to know the person it happened to. It's just these... In my in my opinion, <laughs> these wives' tales of there was once one person who came in addicted for twenty years and they came away restored and healthy. And unless that person's been tracked for the next twenty years, we've got no idea if he ended up going back to heroin or not. So, I'm I, I, this is my skeptical head, right? I'm not saying that guy didn't come back or girl thinking I feel much better now. We have no idea unless that person's been tracked since. We haven't really got a clue as to whether it cured them or not. So, notwithstanding that. Where did you want to take the conversation? Because things like well, magic mushrooms and DMT and LSD and, and these kind of things, substances—they're not in everyone's realm. They're not people don't necessarily know what the benefits would be. Your experiences are potentially unique to some people that might be listening to this show. Why? Why do you? I guess what's your goal for bringing up these kind of substances for our listeners? Yeah. What can they take away from it? What can I take? What can I yeah. learn from it? You know, it's not well. In my world, I, I guess
0: what I'm trying to there's a couple of things really. Is one that I feel like. A lot of people in society today feel lost, lonely, alienated, without purpose, anxiety, fear. And when you connect and, I guess, realize that all that is around us is not all that is, and that actually there's a unity and a connection between all, all people and all souls, you feel somewhat, or at least I feel somewhat more uh, at peace with things. Uh, not that I'm not in my day-to-day uh, but I guess the benefits that p- people feel is, and, and, and again, you mentioned a few days ago about, oh, should we bring it to midlife crisis? And it, I think it ties into midlife crisis as well. Yeah, yeah, I think a midlife. I think a midlife crisis is often where you know you've done your 10, 20 years of your your career, you've got your family, and then you think, is this all that is? Or you're, you're stuck yeah. in some sort of routine, yeah. and you, and you, and and I, I'm not necessarily in that realm because I don't have like. The wife and kids and stuff but i've seen that with other friends where they're hugely successful in their in their roles but yet they feel somewhat disconnected or unfulfilled or, yeah. or or whatever it might be and these experiences ultimately you know overwhelmingly it, at least in say an ayahuasca or a dmt they they take you to often another another realm if you like and another Sense of consciousness and where where there is like almost no division and just unity and a lot of people come out with that sense of love. Suicide, but it's slightly different. And and you know and I can talk about a, day, a crazy day we had last week uh where we went for a hike and we did a bunch of things there. And and I think it would be useful ah, so to this, talk So about this is the real well. reason
1: it's on your mind, right? You've been you've been uh, yes because so so yeah
0: because the, the ayahuasca there. experience was uh eight years ago now nine years ago. Yeah. Uh, last year actually, when I went to Mexico, I did this thing called bufu again with a shaman so bufu is basically this this poison if you like from a frog in the sonora desert that hibernates for eight months of the year and then when it doesn't hibernate it releases this poison and then various people go they collect the poison they dry it out and then effectively you you go for a ceremony and then you smoke it and it's it's highly concentrated DNT. Um, it's called 5-MeO-DMT which is about five times as strong as regular DMT I, I believe and again what my experience was there and again I, I hold on quite a lot so whereas other people in my group were doing one trip I did like three trips in the space of 45 minutes and so it's really weird so so you, you take a, a substance called Rape um, where the, the shaman blows this powder up into your nostrils and you can't breathe through your nose but what it does is it helps open up your pineal gland and third eye to allow you to so the third eye is often the seat of consciousness. It's our ability to connect with maybe, I know some of this is going to sound weird to yourself and listeners because you're you're in the kind of here and now, but it's...
1: Have you come onto the show having just taken something, Harry? Just quick check for full disclosure? No, oh. no, no.
0: All I've, <laughs> ha- all I've had has been some gluten-free bagels and avocado and, uh, and a That's mushroom I've avocado. actually had some mushrooms. I've had a mushroom coffee, but it's just been a lion's mane, which is a medicinal mushroom, not a psychedelic mushroom. But um but the rappe helps open up your your third eye. Then you smoke um through this pipe uh the, the DMT and you basically hold your breath. Uh and the shaman's wife actually is like basically gags you, like puts her hand over your mouth and nose until you lose consciousness. And when you lose consciousness, it's such a weird feeling because then you 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 lie back down. Well, was there a ransom
1: note at any point that was also given no. to your parents at the same time?
0: <laughs> no, but but you, Just you, you, you you dissolve the body dissolves it, it feels like and you my third trip was the most uh, impressive because I was more willing to let go because I had a bit of comfort mm. about what the experience was like um, but you dissolve and it's, it's almost like my experience was like my spirit traversed into the universe and into the big bang and throughout the big bang and I ended up at this um, white cloud type space which i perceive to be the gates of heaven right now whether you believe in that or not i don't necessarily believe in this concept of heaven but that's what it came to me as being and then i was told that that's as far as i needed to go and then you know i came back into the body and then you come out and it lasts about 10-15 minutes although there's no real concept of time when you do these things um so i guess what i'm trying to say with all that is that when you do these experiences, you could argue, okay, this is just psychedelic, this is in the mind doing these things. Uh, and maybe it is, I don't know. But what it is, is it, is it does it change you? Now, I don't feel personally that I come out with this profound sense of change necessarily because I've had somewhat different experiences in the past, whether it be from meditation, breath work, uh, the ayahuasca, the, the, the reading. But if you come in to this and you're just your regular Joe who's working a nine-to-five and you've never done any of these things and you do this thing, you could come out profoundly changed uh you know these aren't addictive substances there aren't things that create dependencies or anything like that but what they do is they allow uh an opening to a different state of thinking because you suddenly yeah. realize you know maybe what is is not all that is and and that's why it's important to to do that i think uh for some people i mean that, there are
1: you know, I think with some of these things, you're right in the terms of my my understanding, and I'm you know I'm not whiter than white. At university I had some from magic mushrooms and, and whatever, and <laughs> not not for the way you're using them for. But yeah,
0: for the exactly. Parties. Maybe it's a party. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right, and, and just have, just mucking around. I mean, I you know, we're going back a bit now, but um, there, there is a reality that whilst not addictive, you can become more and more tolerant to these things, and actually. It's interesting because I fully understand why they could be used for medicinal purposes in the sense that it opens up the subconscious. You can open up the ways that perhaps consciously we 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 bury things. We talked about that in our last episode. We have those things in repeat. We don't want to confront the things that are really painful in our lives and actually use the word a minute ago. It can open up those pathways to let that stuff out. And I'm a big believer in if you don't let that stuff out, it stays rooted in that subconscious. So for for those purposes, bringing it to a, a mindfulness mindset kind of realm 100% I can see the benefits but I, I say that with a with a word of caution as well because drugs like you know MDMA and whilst there really lots of people will, will report well on their um purported you know feelings of well-being and good they can also be kind of drugs that can if, if taken too often or go the wrong way can actually increase things like anxiety as well and actually can be linked yeah. to things like depression if misused so I think there has to be an air of caution when we're
0: I mean, Talking what I would think.
1: but so I'll come back. One thing I think that is interesting in all of this is I do definitely think it links to a midlife crisis. Uh, and now I've, I've labeled midlife crisis. It doesn't have to be the word crisis in there. But something we do at midlife is probably a better way of putting it. and I think you worded it really well. You go through life for years creating your, your nest, if it might be, whether you've got a family, trying to become financially secure, trying to work your way up the career ladder, trying to get your family in the, whatever it is you want to achieve in your family, get married, buy your first house, all the kind of dull Truman show, to use your words earlier, kind of things that we do or we perceive that we need to do as adults. And then we realise we've got all that stuff. We're not necessarily any happier than we were before because we never needed that mm. stuff in the first place to find what mm. true happiness is. So we have, which has been labelled as a midlife crisis, we have this moment when we hit midlife and that kind of age of where we are now, 40s, probably to 50s-ish time where we go, you know what? I've been following this pathway 9 to 5, 30 for the last 20 years. I'm bored shitless of it. I need a bit more adventure. I don't sure if I've completely found myself. Is this what happiness is? Surely I can have a better legacy or or create more stories than I've done so far. I need to start trying some stuff and doing some stuff for me and doing some stuff that gives me a different uh, perspective I want to give back to others because, I, you know, that that's actually earning money doesn't fulfill me in the way that I thought it would and, and all these kind of things. And I think that happens at around the same kind of time that a lot of people will go to, even go to places like the Amazon. We never think about going to those places in our thirties or in the middle of a career, but actually you hit that midlife moment and you go, I'm taking two years out of work. I'm going on a sabbatical. I'm going to go to the rainforest. I'm going to do some, you know, ayahuasca or whatever it might be. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. I just think that's. I think they actually link. Not most. Not necessarily. They're not meant to link. But I think they do link.
0: No, I think they do link. I think I, what I would just say, firstly, because you mentioned MDMA, and what, what I'm saying, MDMA is not a plant medicine. and I'm not really. I'm not talking about MDMA. But it's because you
1: mentioned MDMA of, at
0: the start, yeah. The but MDMA actually has been successfully used um, recently for treating things like PTSD in in soldiers uh although interestingly they did a study and also surfing also worked really well i think it was about you know yeah and, and i think it's all to do with connection and flow and and, and unity but um so like, mdma have
1: you that slightly that if they've been used in studies then they're used in a controlled manner
0: exactly so, and so this is what I'm, I'm saying and also you've got a very different personality to me in that you i think uh because you go full into things like like i said like you know you read that breathwork book you go full into that breathwork course yeah. You know, you sometimes, you know, have. I would say, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say more of an addictive personality, but you, you talked about video gaming. You talked about, you know, this stuff in the past. I'm so I'm, there's, I, a,
1: there's a there's a reason that I haven't done lots of these things. That's yes, exactly the I reason think, I think you're trying to link to, which is yeah, there's a risk I think, if I like it too much, I'll keep doing it.
0: Yeah, because what I found <laughs> with these plant medicines. uh Now I'm someone who's super occasional. Like you, you know, I've done it maybe. I I guess I did that ayahuasca, I did that bufu and and more recently did something. So maybe three times in eight years or maybe four times, but there are people which I would, I think they call themselves psychonauts almost, but they, they might do these things regularly. I remember going to my first ayahuasca and then someone had just been and done it three months earlier and was going to go and do it another three months. And I, I feel there's a tendency to kind of over depend on this sort of stuff. And now I'm not that kind of person. I've got like a little bit more control when it comes to these sorts of things. So I think firstly i would say with any of these plant medicines firstly don't rush into anything like i think i had been researching ayahuasca for three or four years before doing that um i wouldn't i wouldn't just listen to this podcast and go oh that sounds like a good idea i'm gonna go and do <laughs> something and find something i would well, say I sit with me it
1: you spend that much time researching
0: yeah medicine, so. yeah because it's it's not something to be taken lightly it's not something to be rushed into and it's not necessarily something for everyone um but um when it comes to say like uh, recently we did a hike uh, around vegas uh and the outskirts of vegas which you know we did take some substances uh, i think um san pedro and i i originally wasn't taking mushrooms but uh, my friend gave me a, a little dose because when i've taken mushrooms in the past where i've taken too many i i tend to get like super paranoid and see things yeah. that aren't That's what I was talking about, linking it to anxiety. Yeah, yeah. so I read into things that aren't necessarily there um, or innuendo into conversation. And But what's interesting is mushrooms tend to bring up the thing that you're not dealing with on a subconscious level. So I think for me, a lot of it's to do with trust and safety. So I'm, I'm in that situation and I don't feel like I can maybe trust the people I'm with or the situation that I'm in. And so that's something I need to explore and deal with which is quite interesting so originally um i was taking this thing called san pedro which i think just basically gets you a little bit more connected to nature and i think when you take say something like mushrooms or san pedro or even like lsd do it in a natural environment with people that you you're safe with uh, allows you to really connect with nature in a different way that maybe we weren't able to connect with so we we did some of that um and eventually there was a few other things that were involved the rapé and actually dmt as well now for me when i took a dmt thing there i didn't have much of a i didn't what they call drop in i didn't really go in i had a nice sensation and feeling but because i was still holding on and also to be honest i was surprised i I wasn't expecting that we were going to do a dmt experience uh so i didn't really drop in so it's a bit I was trying to explain to someone, it's a bit like hypnosis. Like people get afraid with hypnosis. Um, they go, oh, I'm going to go and get hypnotized. The reality is you, you have to be susceptible to it, right? You have the to they want say to it. you
1: is, yeah, not everyone can be hypnotized. You've got to be willing no, to do it in you, your subconscious. Yeah. As much as
0: and hypnotized. whenever I've been hypnotized, I, I did like a hypnotherapy course like 12 years ago, and we did a lot of hypnosis on each other, practice and things. Sometimes the, the instructor would, you know, if I put my hand up to be chosen, would never choose me. And, 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 because I wasn't open. I wasn't willing to do that. So, so, I think it's similar with some of these experiences where, where if you hold on too tight and I've got quite a strong mind and even the, the shaman in, um, in, uh, Mexico last year, they were like, well, you know, we haven't seen people with such a strong grip on things on mind. And, and he also said, look, maybe you're reasonably balanced anyway. So that's why you're not having these kind of profound, crazy experiences. So I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, I guess, um, going back to the hike, what it allowed us to do was, I guess, connect with nature a little bit more, connect with ourselves a little bit more, find uh, a little bit more insight. Uh, And actually what I find really interesting, as long as you take the right dose with the mushrooms and things like that, is when people are talking to you or speaking in conversation, it really feels like they're speaking directly to you. I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's piercing your heart. It's like What it feels like often is someone is speaking to me, but it's not them speaking to me. It's a spirit speaking through them directly into my soul. And when that happens, because that might happen, like you might have like, let's say a 10 minute conversation, but there might be like one or two sentences that suddenly feel that way. And it's like, that's something I need to look at and focus and think about in myself. So it gives you really good self-awareness. I feel, uh, which is kind of of, um... all this podcast as well.
1: You may have heard it before. It's a it's a phrase that, uh, I, put that I don't know who's quote it is. It's certainly not mine, so I'll, I'll reference that straight off the bat. You talk about finding, you know, the gives you insight, but they say mm. insight is sight from the inside. Mm. It's, it's we don't think about the word. We don't often break down what the words are, right? But if you think about sight from the inside, something that we feel that's within us, that feeling of something in our gut, that's real insight. It's not just about learning a new fact. For me, that's 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 acquiring knowledge is different to Mm. acquiring an insight into something and maybe well, yeah. when you're in those states and you're on dmt or magic russians it gives you more of those insights those sites on the inside that perhaps you wouldn't be able to obtain so easily what was int- what i find interesting now we had a bit of a i wouldn't say debate that's the wrong word we um uh, an inquisitive conversation when we were at your party right where you were saying yeah. do i think that everything can be solved through
0: it's so funny therapy. you're about to say that because that's in my head right now and i wanted to right, talk about so like this so let's let's go we, on to this yeah
1: i got i got i got the sense that we i got the sense we disagreed i yeah. i think the really important bit was that um for me is no it, talking therapy i think can solve everything by the way i'm a big believer in that but it has to be with the right person so i don't believe i could solve all your problems with talking therapy with my level of expertise but that doesn't mean that someone else is or a combination of people couldn't I think um, there has to be a willingness from the recipient to let go, and that that can involve someone. I think it's a bit like anything. If you go into taking a substance with the wrong attitude, you'd be more likely to have a bad trip. If you go into hypnosis saying, I can't be hypnotized, you're less likely to be hypnotized. And I think the same applies for talking therapy. But if, if there's someone who readily wants to recognize there's a problem they want to unlock, Recognizes that they need support to do that. Then I personally believe, with the right person, and it's very much a chemistry thing here, and that's sight from the inside for the right person. Mm. You either have chemistry or you don't. If you have chemistry with the right individual, I do believe that talking therapy with the right, with the right qualified professional, the right experienced professional, um can can get the same results. Whether they get them as fast or not, that, that's a different debate. But I do believe everything can be solved if the, if the, if people are willing to have the right openness to it. Um, mm. But I, got, I, yeah, you know, so, haven't, I haven't experienced your your experiences. You might think actually, Nick, well, being to my level, it's different.
0: Well, well, I think, and it's it's so interesting. You talk that you, you brought this up right now because in my head, that's exactly where I was going to go with it in, in, at this point in our conversation. Because um, for the listeners, we were we were around the, the fire actually, so we we had the it fire was. going, and we were talking. Myself, you, you I think Noam was still there, a friend of mine, and. Um, what I wanted and so basically what I guess our, our, our difference of opinion was that yes you're you're thinking like all things can be solved with the, the talking therapy I'm thinking and and I and I and the reason I'm surprised that you believe that in a way is because we've talked about before how you know trauma can affect the body right affect us you yeah. know because and from a simple level let's think about stress right sometimes when you get stressed you end up um with like a tight neck right like and then you keep having getting stressed and that's where you you hold your stress you get this tight neck and then over years you know you've got this tightness there all the time now that you could argue okay let's get rid of the 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 stress and then will the neck go back to normal it may it may not it might be so used to creating that pattern of movement in your body that actually it needs to be worked out through let's say massage or you know some other therapy so then that's so that's not solving the problem with with talking, so this is where I'm saying that sometimes we root oh, things that, on such that, a.
1: You could argue that really depends on the on the time of intervention. So yeah,
0: you could. But what I'm saying is, if the intervention
1: that... of talking therapy was instigated earlier than before the back pain
0: began, then it wouldn't be. Yes, there in the first but that's that's all that's solving the issue at point of of issue, which most people are not going to do because it's going to be like you know years later for example when it's like, and we don't even know sometimes what is creating that issue and so one of the quotes i like from einstein is you cannot solve the uh, problems on the same level of thinking that created them yeah 100 percent and, yeah, what, and, got, and so, what got you
1: here what got you here won't get you there.
0: Is there yeah exactly and so when you are talking about i guess issues yes talking therapy can help but like also there are therapies for example and we're not talking plant medicine therapies here we're talking say um eft is it eft emotional freedom technique tapping yeah right uh emdr which is the, like the eye movement uh disassociation stuff um we may be talking uh hypnotherapy right again you could argue is that talking therapy mm, yes it's, it's usually it's kind of going into the subconscious it's definitely in the, the therapist... therapy realm if
1: you don't need any external s- substance for that to, to happen you might no, might but i'm
0: not saying you. that we need external substances either in these in this what i'm talking about so like tapping is where you may be having like anxiety. So tapping is often used for anxiety, right? And you could say that this is talking therapy as well because you tend to talk as you're tapping. I think, but you're think not talking, talking necessarily through the problem. Though,
1: because I'm not for a second saying that none of these things don't work. I'm not saying that um, you know tapping doesn't work or any of these things don't work. That that that's that's a separate situation. What would you call those talking? All I'm saying is the people that use tapping and maybe it works for them. Fantastic, brilliant. Keep doing what works. But if tapping didn't exist, I still think we could get to the same solution through a talking therapy approach. So I'm not saying don't use those things. Don't do them if they're working for you. Do what works. That's great. But if none of those other things existed, I believe you could still get the same outcome with the right coach and the right level of talking therapy, whatever that way it takes I mean, takes. It. So it's not yeah. about replacing it. It's it's whether the question you gave me is, do I think talking, a back around your fire was, do I think talking therapy could solve a lot of the problems we we're hearing here where other people have used medicinal methods to, to to overcome them and i believe the answer is yes in every case now i'm not saying those methods don't work too i'm just saying i think you could still get to the same result with the right talking therapy.
0: but it may be let, let's say for example let's take drug addiction right and uh, i know you said at the beginning okay well we need to see this like these people who have had 20 years of drug addiction and suddenly solve their their issues overnight um so Yes, you could say, well, okay, 20 years of talk therapy might get that person to give up drugs or whatever it might be. But they could be a three day ceremony on a plant medicine does the same thing. Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, well, it could do, but equally, it could be 20 years trying to get off it with methadone. It could be three days of talking therapy that makes them see something in a different way and changes it. I mean, that's it, you can yeah. give an example either way.
0: <laughs> I guess I
1: don't I think don't that 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 one's yeah,
0: I guess we'd probably agree to disagree. I feel like there are things that that are so on a deep unconscious level that you consciously can't get to it now you could say okay the talking therapy might unlock something on an unconscious level that suddenly you see it in a different way because yeah and, and again it comes back to like i said when you're sometimes on mushrooms you hear someone say something but you're interpreting it in such a unique personal way that it creates a massive I get insight that. to you I, i'm not and you saying can say, well a that's skilled, that's, a that's talking therapist. therapy well, I um, it doesn't take a
1: skilled I, therapist to make you see something in a different way. But ultimately but I feel like you... for me,
0: for, for example, for me, because I'm quite a cognitive in my brain kind of person, it almost becomes worse because I, I I'm thinking through so, that conversation. I guess the
1: argument I would have going back the other way, right? So uh, by the way, I'm also not arguing that it's more effective. I never have I made that argument. The question you gave me yeah. was do I think it can solve things so I think it can do. That's not necessarily to say that talking therapy is always the most effective method. I just think that talking yeah. therapy can help. Yeah, okay, all right. But to go back to that point, I think one of the reasons a lot of people are using these new alternative um, chemicals and plant products, whatever, in, in conjunction with therapy, by the way, so in like the Imperial um, study being a great example, yeah. is because they allow the, the recipient, the person that needs, needs support, to op- to more readily open up their Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Or, or analysis, or or, or for challenge. And I think one of the, the most difficult things for a someone to do in a one to one partnership where there's there's no chemicals or, or products involved is to go to that really really difficult place which we've locked away, and it's really really hard to open those Pandora's boxes uh, for whatever reasons, for fear predominantly. Uh, we don't know for fear of judgment, for fear of response, for fear of what it might open up, fear of many many things. And I think that taking another way, just Gives us an excuse. I don't mean that neg- it can be taken. The word excuse can be taken negatively. I don't mean it negatively, but an excuse to to open up those things in a different way, to, to to absolve some of the responsibility for what's going to come up because you're in a controlled environment where you can you can label it and blame it on something else for it coming to the surface. But I think when these things come to the surface in those exact in those scenarios, conscious or not, um, you always you know they're there. It's whether or not you want to let them up. And you might not be able to find it straight yeah. away. It's just that these, these I, things can, can accelerate the process. So at no point am I saying that, that talking therapy is more effective. I'm just saying that I yeah. think you can get to the same end goal with it. It's just maybe you have to be more patient or you may be more specialist. But usually it's with the patient, for want of a better word, the person that needs support needs is the difficulties in them confronting what they know is really, really deep rooted down there and the ego protecting them from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily challenge you on that. Um, I, I guess what I would, where I sort of, it, the question is like, you know, do you want to sit with a problem for twenty years, or do you want to be able to kind of resolve it in? But our debate the it was weekend. never what's
1: most effective. It
0: was always whether. Yeah, I, I, I still don't know whether I don't. I the reason I'm, I'm challenging the idea of talking therapy can solve everything is because ultimately, um, not all issues are known right so something so so for example breath work is a perfect example i don't know whether you've done any um uh deep breath work before but sometimes you go into these you know these big rooms with like 100 200 people and you're 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 doing like these breathing techniques for like an hour two hours even longer some people will come out and they are in floods of tears they feel lighter and they don't know what shifted. They don't know what the issue was, but something no, has know. shifted in them.
1: I think people um, always know. I maybe that's me being I mean, skeptical. Maybe, maybe, know, know. Maybe,
0: maybe they realize. I, I don't know. I had this thing happen to me fifteen years ago. I, I didn't even think about it. And and I guess uh, like the reason I'm kind of bringing it up to you in particular because like we uh, you know we've talked about sleep many times before, right? Yeah. And you've You've got your your sleep situation happening, um, which you know you're you managing and everything else. I just feel like I, I I would just be super curious. Let's let's put it like this: I'd be super curious to see if there was. Let's say you did something like a DMT or an ayahuasca or a mushroom. I'd be super and curious. You, and and you did fair. and you did something, and then suddenly something is unlocked inside of you, which you didn't know needed unlocking. Yeah. Sure. That is some, some, some the you can Hey, You, can you know see. what?
1: I'm open to that, Harry. My, my the, the beauty of what we're we're both going through in our journeys at the minute, and hopefully the people listen to this is like what we know now may, may not be what we know tomorrow. And exactly. I'm very exactly. open to changing my perspective. I'm very open to saying what I said in 2023 is not what I think in 2024. Yeah. That's cool. Right? That's that's part of the exciting journey. But what I believe right yeah. now is, and interesting, you use the words where someone will say, I don't know where it came from. That's the first thing I would challenge. And I, rightly or wrong, there'll be people who listen to this who tell or think, Nick doesn't know what the hell he's talking about right now. And I and they strongly disagree with me. And by the way, that's also fine. That's right? fine. That's,
0: that's totally fine. fine. And what same, I say same is same when minute. anyone
1: says, I don't know in that context, I don't know where these tears came from. I don't know where that anger came from. I don't know. They may not know in that moment, in that conscious moment, but if you explored it, they'd soon find out where it came from. But they, they, I mean, it doesn't yeah, take quite, Quite
0: possibly. Time. But like, I guess, like, the reason they really I ask guess themselves I'm,
1: honestly. They could locate it the, themselves.
0: The reason I guess I'm drawn to things that maybe can solve things on a non-verbal level is because, especially when you're someone like me who's very much in the head, very much, you know, yeah. like second guessing, planning, trying to fit. This is why I say to people like, even like, if I went to like a therapist and I went to like a, a hypnotherapist on an LP, any 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 modality I've trained in, it's not a good idea for me because because I'm there going oh. Are they using this? technique? Yeah. You know, so I need to do something totally fresh that I've got no real idea about that confuses my brain, confu- like takes my cognitive. Yeah. thinking You're like brain the equivalent
1: out, of things. someone who starts on cannabis as drugs and gets to heroin to you get know, that bigger fix. You're on that, that uh, modality. No, fix. definitely, definitely not,
0: definitely done not, because that, so. I've, I've done no I've, I have I've smoked, I have smoked cannabis before and I haven't progressed. Level. No, I, no, I'm not like that at all. Actually, I'm teasing, having teasing. Yeah, because, um, like I said what i'm quite good at with with these is i'm good at exploring these things without becoming dependent on any of these things and what i would say to anyone listening um if you're that kind of person maybe you shouldn't really explore these things because if you know you have a habit of dependent on things or if you're latching onto something what i find is that a lot of people who are who are going drawn to these things latch onto them and they use this as the or the they use it for
1: escapism to escape what's really good. Yeah, on. Well, exactly. I think that can
0: be so, dangerous as well, personally. Yeah. So I I I'm not someone that would be going like you know, I've met people and they're like doing plant medicines every week or every month. And I'm like, I'm not sure that's that's necessary. Now maybe like you know, like people in tribal communities, they do a lot of these things. They have like these vision quests, right? And they and you know, this can be done with fasting, right? I I think one of my friends, um, she said she did like um her most profound stuff. Uh, happened as she did like a seven day uh so she had to go to the mountains somewhere outside San sebastian we've been to san sebastian didn't we when we did yeah. our cycle trip once yeah it was amazing, so amazing. yeah so she went there and she mountain. did um a hike for seven days by herself water only fast she's in the mountains and, and prior and post you do like these sweat lodges as well i think which you know get you into like different states consciousness. but she said her most profound like learnings about herself and everything was was in that moment right and there's probably a reason why you know Jesus went to the desert for 40 days, right? And you know meditated, and so so these vision quests, these things can happen through fasting, through breath work, through meditation, through plant medicines, through near um, um, uh, death experiences, right? Uh, you know, I've got a friend who who basically died and was 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 yeah. brought back, uh-huh. um, you know, and so these things, and actually, I mean, going back to people like. You know towards the end of the life sometimes they take these experiences and then they find peace with with what may happen later because maybe they realize that all this is is not all that will be uh, or whatever it is that that works for them so i just feel like there's a lot to be explored here and what i'm what i'm fascinated by is that a lot of society like governments and and so forth for example lsd which is a, a human-made compound but allows you to see beauty and connection and things that otherwise wouldn't and open your your mind up to possibilities now My skeptical mind says, like you know, government banned these things um, years ago um, because they they don't want people to to kind of have these this Uh, level of awareness.
1: You don't want to get me get me started on the whole uh, (laughs) pharmaceutical. Hmm. I don't know. I'll I'll be down a rabbit hole on that stuff.
0: Yeah, let's not talk about that. But but what I would say is controlling the world. It's about. um, I, I would say for for me, life is about exploration experiences, curiosity. And so having these allows a different way of thinking sometimes. And and going back to um, a, something you said a few moments ago, which I wanted to touch on, because you know how when we had these conversations, maybe 10, 12 years ago, you would be coming to it from a different frame of reference, because as would I, because we've had 10, 12 years For of sure. evolution. But you're also now down that coaching journey down, you know, reading different books kind of journey. The, the people I'm staying with here, actually, is quite interesting, because um my friend's wife um you know she came and visited us last year and she's like oh you know have you read this book by you know so-and-so have you read this book and she's suddenly into like similar things and she said uh la- i think this year or last this year oh you know when you spit- said that thing like 10 years ago because my my friend here uh, suffered a heart attack when he was 33 years old and um a few months afterwards you know he was talking about all the medications he was on and this and the other and now i was a little bit eager back then because i just learned maybe that there's alternative ways of 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 solving issues that maybe current society doesn't allow them to be solved because for whatever reason right and and i was saying to him oh you know what i don't know right maybe you have to be on this medication for the rest of your life but maybe you don't but the thing is if you decide that you do then you will never look for anything else if you decide that, sounds, that that's yeah, sure. not not the that. way then yes it might still be that you are on that medication for the rest of your life but you will still be seeking but other this, things this isn't yeah but now they're in a different situation right so now she's suddenly going to me oh actually you know how you said that thing i'm starting to believe that maybe you know you're you're right and actually there could be a different way and even my friend yesterday was talking about this and he's like well you know what i've actually Kind of stop taking this medication. <laughs> so, I've sorry. just
1: finished watching a couple of things. I just finished watching Painkiller on, uh, on Netflix. Oh, good, good.
0: I'm glad you did Brilliant. watch that. Have really, watched, really good. Have you watched Dope Sick as well? Have you watched Dope Sick? No. No, i seen same, It's well. about the same thing, but it's, it's I think it's better than Painkiller, but go on. There
1: yeah, well, are yeah. Painkiller's really good, but actually, that, that's something that is interesting. But what you were saying there actually links, interestingly, to our last episode, where I brought up the Tim Ferriss quote, where you can have anything you want. But you might not have. It's all about choice. You just may not be able to get it here. If you want to live on a desert island with cocktails all life, go mm. and move to you know the Philippines yes. or somewhere else where you can have that and live on nothing. So it's always about choice, and people often forget we live in the you know in, in the Western world where the medicine is what it is and the government mandates what we can and cannot mm. have. I remember when I was nineteen years old, I went into the Three P Challenge to raise money for a friend of mine uh, who was unable to get the beta interferon treatment uh, to treat her her MS, and it was like, well, if she'd gone to a different if she lived in a different county, she'd have had access to it, but she didn't in the county we were living in. And it's mm. yeah, it's all it's all the p- politics of it. But oh, the interesting God, yeah. the interesting thing of even within the Western medicine we get access to here, if you you go over to somewhere in the Eastern world, they do things completely different. And you know the, what we would give our people, they wouldn't give. Them. And I, I I remember seeing I used to see a, a Chinese um, acupuncturist,
0: she was amazing,
1: and she gave me all these herbs and remedies and teas yeah. and foot patches and stuff that you'd never get um which incidentally I mean, have been it? around
0: thousands of years whereas modern uh, medicine's been around what 100 um and actually interestingly even in the west you find massive differences so like obviously i'm here in the states uh where they over medicate everyone yeah. everyone's on some level of medication here like 70 80 percent of the population they uh my friend was talking about um how uh, i don't know the, the doctor was like just going into prescribing antibiotics for like no reason, like right? no, it's no become the
1: norm. It's become socially accepted. But, but at to least in,
0: in the UK, they're like, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're more resistant to prescribing antibiotics, generally speaking, but in the States, and, and she was talking about ADHD as well, and how, you know, the first port of call is medicate, right? It's the first, and now, now we're not saying that medication isn't useful. It can be useful, but I think it should be one of the last resorts that is, well, that is I
1: explored. mean, we can go down a rabbit hole with some of this stuff, but you know, my mum, which I've mentioned, I think on a previous episode is, um especially when it comes to baby development and brain development in particular yeah, yeah. she's done a lot of she's, she's a doctor uh, academic doctor and um she's done a, a lot of research into chemicals used in different baby products and and sun lotions of that and how they impact oh God, yeah, hormone course. levels and all sorts you know a lot of these things we talk about you know people have ailments and issues later i don't i don't know if adhd is one of those but it could be which actually could also be in, you know, later ramifications for the chemicals we put on our, our skin as babies, right? And the way that it plays on yeah. hormones and everything else. Yeah. So I, th- I think going back to uh, the whole conversation I mean, we've had today is, and it's, it's, uh Sydney Bank said, that the most powerful thing in the world um, is a thought. Sometimes yeah. we just need to step back and think, is this the only treatment? Is this the only yeah. option? Am I really I'm being honest point. about what my problem is? Um, am I being open-minded that this drug may or may not open up what i needed to open to am i using this as an excuse because i'm not willing to, to, to go there myself am i doing this because it's a midlife crisis am i doing so i need support and just having those thoughts and having those questions with ourselves and being open-minded to new and new ways of doing things is is going to
0: see and a lot of people don't question things and i have another friend and t- you're talking about hormones and, and things and very real example here someone i personally know which i won't name but but you know when they had moved to the U S they started to notice, right. And this is a female that they started to be getting facial hair, right. Like really embarrassing. Right. And then after a bit of reading, they, they realized, you know, it could be glyphosate. So they put glyphosate, like basically in their weed killers and and stuff in the States, nothing we do in the UK. And so things are sprayed with it and it messes with the hormones. And as soon as they started stopping doing the, 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 Conventionally grown food and going to organic, everything went back to normal. And it's like very real example. Is like you know, and I, I'm looking. Uh, I'm in the states, so as you know. Uh, I have struggled. I actually ordered some food the other day. Uh, I had to throw it down. The, I literally threw it down the toilet as I was eating it. I felt like I was eating toxic waste yeah. or something. And it was like because we noticed the difference in, Like but also, your body con- be
1: more in tune with the differences it, it as is. well because you eat it so is, well. But like,
0: generally. I think. I think anyone from the UK coming to the US um eating the food in a regular I mean, obviously if you go to like something like Whole Foods or you know, I went to an amazing plant-based restaurant, which was was great. But generally the average restaurant in the UK versus the average restaurant in, in the US, you know, and a normal eater is gonna taste the difference. It's gonna taste that, so, you know
1: while I've everything. got you, I'm gonna use it because actually I meant to ask you this before we got started, but seeing as we're on a live mm. recording i one talking about food and yeah. ask a question. So uh, my daughter asked me, you know, wh- what what can I eat that isn't she's not a big fan of fruit, isn't chocolate bars, and she's had enough of granola bars that she can make at home or do that isn't she's not allowed to take nuts to school. And I'm like, okay, yep, it's God. a bit of a quandary yep, now. I'll, I'll yeah, ask her. Right, yeah. She's like the health food expert of things we can pull together. What can I make? What could she eat that uh she could take with her that's quite easy? I suggested flapjacks, I thought that might work. I don't know. Um... not too dissimilar to granola, though, is it really?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I would say something fat-based, right? Um, because I don't know if there's something like hummus and hummus and carrots or hummus and something can work. Fat, right? Something that, that is going to be based in avocado or based on hummus or something fat-based or protein-based because that's going to quench the, the hunger and give you sustained energy. Things like granola bars, all of that—they're—they're—they're they're, they're quick sugars, generally speaking. They're not—they're yeah. not what I would call good. Um, I, because I don't snack because of my smoothie, and my smoothie is is. Is what I determined to be the the saving grace for I've, me. I've, I've tried to, to make your body, so. smoothies
1: and they've come out so bad. I've been drinking yeah, it. But one of them, made me nauseous for a whole day. I've th- like, generally thought I've been. Yeah,
0: I mean, you've got to tweak things, right? My smoothie took ten years to get to where it is. So, like, what I would say is persistence, right? Practice makes progress. Um, but I would say, what could be a snack? So you can't take nuts. I mean, I don't know about by. I don't know about making bars and things like that. I mean, you could. Um, do you juice as well? Because you can sometimes use the yeah. um, the leftover pulp. Yeah, the pulp, and, and make make things from that, and that's going to be basically massively fibrous. So that that would be interesting. Yeah, it
1: would be fibrous. Maybe I'll but, uh, but, the, but can
0: she take can she take something like hummus with her? Yeah, or, that it. To, have, that's not bad. It's eat. something
1: I hadn't thought of. So I'll have a look at the. I'll, so, I'll I mean, the
0: or level. or uh, like an avocado based something based with avocado. So like. um what would you put? I don't know, because I'm I'm a re- reluctant to say some sort of sandwich thing. I mean, you could, I suppose, have like something like a, a really dense bread, uh like a rye bread or a uh flaxseed bread. You know, there's those super yeah, expensive yeah, really- thin packets. And then base that with avocado. Um, so like baste it in avocado. That I think anything that is either avocado or hummus based, something which has got a lot of fat in it and of hummus or chickpeas protein as well, um, would be beneficial. That's what I would say. There you go. Um, Got yeah. it
1: here first. Well, yeah. uh, Harry, yeah. interesting chat today. Um,
0: mm.
1: <laughs> covered some ground psychedelics and magic mushrooms. Yeah, medicine.
0: and I actually do want to say to the audience but listening uh, when we finish up this, because I don't want people to go off and just go and jump into things. Like right? I, I would say do research. I think there's a documentary on Netflix called The Spirit Molecule, And that goes into what DMT is and people doing journeys. I would say, you know, sit with it six months, a year, two years, whatever, explore things, speak to other people who have had experiences, um, you know, maybe look online and then don't necessarily seek it out. But if you're in that, if you're in that mindset, it will, it will start to come to you and then you can explore it that way rather than, oh, Harry and Nick were talking about suicide, but let's go and find some magic mushrooms from this guy down the street and pop them while we go to the club. Do not do that. Okay? <laughs> Sit with it, six months a year, explore it, read some things, watch some documentaries, talk to some people, and then maybe you're on a trip somewhere and then you you connect with someone and you research them a little bit more and you understand more what's going on. That's what the way I would do it.
1: Yeah, or we'll, we'll take my lead and uh, and just leave it all to, to Harry and uh, carry on as normal. <laughs> The,
0: the beauty whatever is everyone has the
1: power to choose whatever they want to be and whatever they want to do. Uh, so we'll leave it, we'll leave it with them. There's a disclaimer in our show notes yeah. for those that are a little bit more concerned, but you've always got the power to choose. So
0: let yeah. the listeners decide what's right for them. Uh
1: listen, exactly. Harry, uh, enjoy enjoy your rest of your US journey. Um mm. where's your next stop? Um,
0: we're well, actually I'm gonna go to Houston tomorrow, I think, with my friend. So my friend, um, he's super successful. Um doctor surgeon but you know does lots of uh, consulting work now um, he's doing a keynote speech in Houston on Wednesday morning uh, so we're using it as a bit of an excuse for a lads trip uh, so we're going to go road trip to Houston which is only good. two and a half hours away uh, so yes. Houston for a couple of nights back to Austin for one night and then I fly back Friday Very and good. I'm back Saturday Saturday well. morning so next Monday when we meet I'll be uh, severely jet-lagged probably and having worked a full day at a school and the next day so Hopefully Monday evening when we meet, um, we, we we can have that call and I won't be too spaced out. We'll see.
1: Cool. All right, dude. We'll listen, enjoy Houston. Enjoy the rest of the States. Good to connect as always. And uh, I'll see you in a week, bro. Take
0: care, everybody.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Past podcast with Nick Day and Harry
0: Kalimnios. We hope you found our discussion insightful and gained valuable takeaways to support you on your journey.
1: Please, please, please do leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform and share an episode that's resonated with you with a friend or a family member who you think may also find it
0: valuable. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to ensure you never miss a future episode. In the meantime, we'll continue exploring Mindful Path topics to provide you with more insights and ideas to support your personal growth.
1: For now, thank you for your support, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode of the Mindful Path podcast real soon.